0: This podcast was recorded live on January 21st at 10 p.m. Things may have changed since the time of this recording please enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. I am Samora, your host, and the fellas are here for another episode of SJH Man Cave. We are live here on Facebook and looking forward to another fantastic conversation. You can follow our Facebook page at SJH Man Cave and our Facebook group at SJH Podcast Family to get notified when we're going live and engage in discussions we have throughout the week. You can also see our videos on YouTube at SJH Man Cave. And with all that being said, Let's dive right in. And you know what? This week, we're not even going to do a how is your week because we know the same thing is on everybody's mind. All right. So before we get into Biden taking over, let's just take a moment to reflect. I know y'all are tired of hearing his name and you might not hear his name again on this show, but I think we should take a moment to reflect on the demise of Donald Trump finally after four years. And I want to start with his round of last minute pardons, where it seemed like every scumbag on the planet had an opportunity to potentially be let out of jail. I'm not going to go through the entire list of people that he pardoned on his last day, but just just be sure within yourself that the vast majority of them are scumbags who should have stayed in jail, but they're friends of Donald Trump or they're associated with somebody who's a friend of Donald Trump, so they got a pardon anyway. I am amazed that Harry O, of all people, got out of jail. You know, for those who <laughs> aren't aware, Ariel was a very famous gangster uh, involved in drug trafficking, of, cur- of course, who provided the initial startup money for Death Row Records um, to get started. In fact. If I remember correctly, <clears throat> um, Knight cheated him out of a cheated him out of a bunch of money, and he tried to take him to court. But of course, he was in prison, so very hard to fight a court case for millions of dollars when you're in jail. Um, but they cheated him out of that money. In addition to him getting pardoned, and I'm sorry, let me say one other thing: he got pardoned because Snoop Dogg uh, basically asked Trump to pardon him which I find amazing because Snoop Dogg has been clowning Trump for four years. He was not considered a friend of Trump during this administration at all. But I assume he's probably spoke warmly about him in, you know, some rap songs and things of that nature. And maybe for old time's sakes, Trump decided to do him a solid. But Harry O is back on the streets. Kodak Black is out. Who would have thought this guy would get a presidential pardon? And then, of course, Steve Bannon. <laughs> a Famous friend of Trump, who sloppily did a bunch of fraud to Trump supporters, and got in pri- was about to get in prison for it. So it's just it's just amazing to see. Fellows, any thoughts? Have you been looking into this at all?
1: I mean, I, you know, of one particular funny one to me is the uh, is the guy that he pardoned in that uh, whole Varsity Blues <laughs> college scandal thing, and he only pardoned that, that one guy. And and I bet like the rest of them are looking like, are you serious? You know, you you just go get that one person. But I mean, it's like Trump seemed to be, I can't say he was equal opportunity scumbag in in his pardons, but he he chose some black people scumbags along with, I I think he got that former Detroit mayor, uh, former Detroit mayor too. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like uh, Quami Kilpatrick. Yeah, Yeah. if if there's ever an abuse of 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 what that pardon is supposed to be for, boy, Trump really put it on display. I gotta say that.
2: (laughs) Did y'all see that uh, he also pardoned Brian Urlacher's brother? I was actually just about to ask that. Uh, (laughs) Did anybody else know he had a brother? And number one. (laughs) One, did you know he had a brother? Number two, <laughs> did you know he was the mayor of a town in Illinois? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I can't even pronounce the town. Matawa? Meta- M-E-T-T-A-W-A. Matawa, Illinois. Wow. And apparently, no. he tried to start some gambling ring offshore or something. Wow. Like, I, guess, <laughs> I guess having a famous Chicago bear brother really don't really mean that. nowadays. That's like, that's like that whole Michael Vick thing, where his cousins and it was down there running the dog fighting ring. It was like, wait, why don't y'all just ask him to give you a store or something? Could you open? Could you loan me a couple dollars, bro? I just want—I just want to make some money. Like, oh, we just need to do some illegal shit, like for real. See, now we see.
1: Now we know that Trump was somehow involved, or a friend of Trump's was somehow involved. Boy, this is a small world between these scumbags. Like, and you wonder how do these people meet, and now. Now, Erlacher's whole deal now comes to light of why Erlacher seems so pro-Trump. And, oh, and yeah, that's him. true. Because I kept trying to figure out what is the deal with Erlacher. Doesn't he know what city he played <laughs> for for all these years? Even if you're Republican, you <laughs> don't speak
0: Trump.
1: <laughs> like, man, right. come on. I, You know, I was going to
0: mention that. I think it's uh, fascinating. It's not just Erlacher, but also Lil Wayne. You know, we saw little Wayne take that picture and we was like, What is this coon doing?
2: Please, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> right. <laughs> Please.
0: <laughs> little Wayne knew exactly what he was doing. He just mentioned taxes. But what he really needed <laughs> was a pardon. I just need a I just need a little help,
2: bro. I I, I ain't built for jail, man. I know I talk yeah. good in my raps, but you know what <laughs> I'm saying? I'm not built for this. I need to stay out. I got money. I'm kind of surprised
0: 50 Cent didn't get a pardon. You know, the way he was going to bat for Trump, it made you think maybe he
2: had some things he needed Trump to take care of. Right? <laughs> I was about to say, was yeah, he yeah. about to get indicted on something too?
1: Whoa, but here, here's the deal. How much money did Lil Wayne Grease uh, Trump's palm with to get that? Because remember, he just sold off, what did he sell? Uh, a bunch of his uh, he sold a masters. bunch of his rights to uh, master's uh, uh, for a lot of money. How much of that money went straight into Trump's account? Hmm. So,
0: so actually, that's a good segue into the next topic, because I don't know how many people realize this, but Trump's businesses, even before the Capitol riots, they were hemorrhaging money because so much of what he does revolves around travel and tourism. So with nobody getting on planes, nobody going to other places, nobody's coming to his hotels. And they're just losing money left and right. Now with the Capitol riots happening and his reputation basically being in the toilet, his business is in serious jeopardy. Because the thing about Trump organization, it's not like Amazon or Microsoft, where it's got thousands of different people that work directly for the organization. Trump organization makes money essentially by allowing his name to be used. So you've got these lawyers, these real estate guys, these investors, and they'll, they want to be in a building that has Trump's name on it. And so those people are actually what really, really generates the money that he's using. It's not Trump organization himself. And those vendors are now fleeing him. Fleeing him. So many vendors, so many entities that were going to do business with him, like the PGA tour is no longer coming to Mm Mar-a-Lago. There's people who do like yearly events specifically on Trump properties, because you know, there's a certain cachet and status that comes with being there that have canceled their events and said, we're not, we don't want to be associated with Trump's name whatsoever. Three of the four major banks that Trump had deals with has closed his deposits where they say, we won't take your money anymore. We won't allow you to deposit money here. Come get your money and take it out. We're no longer going to be responsible for it. Like, so all the things he's put together and also several of his lawyers have also abandoned him. And made it clear we are we no longer accept Trump as a client and we no longer do business with him. So all the things that have been put together to make Trump organization what it has been for up 10 years, all of that is crumbling. All of that is crumbling at the absolute worst time, especially consider he has hundreds of millions of dollars in debt and loans that he's got to figure out how to pay back. I don't see the path from a business perspective for Trump to come up out of all this because at the end of the day, at this point, besides MAGA, who's really a Trump customer?
1: You know, Hmm. it's it's a very interesting thing um, to think about is that he's been the president of of one of the most influential countries in the world, right, for four years. And and I got to think, and I gotta think he did something to set himself up where he can weather uh an extended storm here. Remember, this this is the kingpin of bankruptcies and and, and all of that. <laughs> and he's he's you know, he's never truly uh he's never truly in the toilet. He's he's kept quiet. Uh, part of that is because he's off Twitter. But you know, the other oh, part is I think he's trying to. He's going to end up trying to let this all kind of blow over now. So what I what I hate is is I don't want us to let all these companies that's been dealing with his 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 dumbass all these years and let them off the hook. Oh, you sorry now just because he took it a little farther than you than you would have liked. But he's been a stain on this American society for God knows how long. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm hoping when he was like a little kid, kid, that he was okay. He was cool then, but <laughs> you know, at some point, <laughs> he became an asshole. And probably he was <laughs> when he did it. <laughs> and, and and they've been dealing with him ever since. You know, so so I don't want to let them companies off the hook. All them people who's been using his properties, who's been making him money all these years, don't let them off. You know, make sure you yeah. find out who they were and we need to root them out. We need to be done with those companies too.
0: On top of all the companies that have abandoned him and the banks and lawyers and everything uh, like that. There's a video of him stepping off of air force one for the final time. He stops to wave and pulls for pictures and Melania Trump keeps walking. It's clear. Yeah. She's absolutely done with being first lady. Any, <laughs> uh, any speculation on how long it'll be before Melania cuts her losses and says, "Okay, whatever little bit you have, I'm gonna take that <laughs> and maybe
2: even go back to where I came from." <laughs> I was gonna say it depends on what paperwork she signed before she married him. That'll be the deal and whatever. And knowing Trump and whatnot, I'm pretty sure he'd have messed around and made sure she wasn't getting jacked and whatnot that she ended up leaving. <laughs>
0: Possible, but. You know, you can always fight those things in court. And I think at this point, there's enough things out in the public. Like she could literally walk into court and try to make the case that I'm divorcing him because he's a traitor to our country. And y'all need to give me some of his money so that I can take care of myself while I'm gone. Also, his his infidelity is now a matter of public record. So she's got uh, I if she wants to fight, she's got a pretty good case. What were you going to say, Hudson?
1: I you know you know when i think about it who who yeah, how problematic <laughs> is it uh, is there anyone on record who who has uh, had a divorce after being president i was just thinking about that you know, and, and i couldn't find it now now why why if i'm the republican or democratic party would I stand by and watch a woman who is possibly seen who God knows how many secrets and God knows how many scandals she's been witness to in these four years? And boy, it was scandal ridden. <laughs> I mean, why would I want to let her loose unless you've given her a huge payday? Uh, just, just like the Amazon dude. Bezos is into some shit. Okay. <laughs> why else would he elect that woman? come away with half of that fortune. Ain't no way. Ain't no way he'd have let that happen. Yes, yeah. yeah, she should have got some billions, but not all the billions she got. She just became, <laughs> by far, she has become the richest woman in the world. By far. Like, no one, no other woman is even close now. That that <laughs> No, that would not have happened. So, Bezos is into some shit, just like they ain't about to just let millennia walk away. It ain't gonna happen, I don't think. Well, see, you might be right. You might
0: be right. So, you know, he's been president for four years now. What do you feel like we've learned um, from his presidency? And Hudson,
1: I'll start with you. <laughs> um, we, we learned, I, I think for those who were in denial about where we are as a country, as far as equality, uh, gender issues, um, <laughs> I, I think a lot of eyes were opened up is that we are not as far as you think we are. Um, and, and for those whose eyes are open, they're also seeing how many people continue to willingly stay in denial. Even through all that's happened, people are still in denial about where we are. And um, I mean, I, I think what we should have learned is, is that we got so far to go and, and we just don't know what the truth is anymore, uh, you know, um, which, which I got to say. And, and I remember this from the, back to our very first podcast, how I used to tell you guys education is, is in all these aspects is so key because we clearly got an uneducated as society over here in this United States. I mean we we have got to be the worst. And and whatever standards we're using to try to I think we try to claim to be middle of the pack in education uh, among among countries similar to ours but where we truly rank is at the bottom. We do. And, and if we didn't see that in these 4 years, I I don't I I uh, it it won't be too far gone before we get another wake up call similar to this. That's what I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Jason, any thoughts? Perfectly honest with you. I kind of feel like, yeah, I know there's a level of ignorance in it, but some of it just, like, it, it, it was almost like this awakening. I've, I've talked about it so many times of just where I feel like this is just where peop- people, people or just looking for a reason to be able to be themselves. At the end of the day, like I just feel like the, the, this man opened the door for you to be what you want to be. Yes. We're white. Yes. This is our country and you niggas and you Brown people and you Latinos and you Indians and all, you all are privileged to be here amongst us. And how dare you take up arms against us or burn our things or ask for equal rights. How dare you? I mean, it's just... I don't i don't know what it was like in the 1800s. I don't know what it was like just after slavery was abolished. But I can only imagine, other than folks getting hung up by trees, which a few folks were, <laughs> now that I sit here and think about it, I kind of feel like it, this is kind of what it was like in America around that time. You know, uh, we, they, they talk about how we're in the year 2020. I hope everybody eliminates that from their vocabulary. I thought we lived in 20. 20- no, we, we live in America. Remember that. And they just showed you their ass for four years. They showed you their ass. They showed you their ass when they fucked around and broke into the Capitol building. They showed you their ass. So hopefully people have a real understanding of what it is that we're dealing with every day. These black folks that we got that's on the other side, that's that's jumping to these folks, Jumping these folks' defense, you know what I'm saying? And not just black people, Latin people, all these folks are one that seems to be on this side. Understand what it is that you're trying to protect, or what you're trying to defend against. If it breaks down to it, and if it ever came down to it, if it was you or them, best believe they're accusing them. <laughs> if, it, if it was up to if it was up to them, you wouldn't even be here to protect them. To defend them. If it was up to them. You being here and defending them is just part of their privilege at this point. And you would only dare to fuck around and jump on the other side and say anything otherwise because they'd probably fucking destroy you. So at the end of the day, like I say, like it, I feel like none of this has changed. It, it, they just woke up. They, they got the opportunity to be who they've always wanted to be. And we've always struggled with We've always struggled. I, I, I've always had that, that the thought in mind like I, I, I appreciate those who are out in the open with theirs, because you always had to be weary about the ones who are hiding their racism and are being real subtle about it. Well, guess what? Now all of them is out, and now it's nice and loud. They out now. Ain't no more quiet. Ain't no more. We just doing it on the slide and all that shit. Maybe in the government. Maybe some of these Republicans who are kind of backtracking now from Trump. Who wanted to keep their racism secret? But you see, you see, millions of them, millions, millions, and that's what and that's what we live here with now. And now, hopefully, people are paying attention.
0: I hundred percent agree with that. Um, you know, from my perspective, I got to be honest. I, I, I'm I'm a believer of sometimes things have to get worse before they get better. And honestly. I think in the long term, Trump's presidency is going to be good for the country because it forced us to acknowledge some real serious issues that we have in this country that I do not feel like would come to light with a Hillary Clinton presidency. Like I I feel like Trump got into office and a whole lot of people who were keeping their feelings on the inside, who never let anybody know that, hey, this is really, truly what I'm like, it, it ignited them. It ignited a bunch of racist folks. It ignited a bunch of violent folks. It ignited a bunch of bigoted folks. And they came out in droves across the country thinking that this was going to be their time to take over. And what that has done is galvanized the folks who are completely against that mindset, and I feel like that's going to continue even into, a, into Biden's presidency because now, especially with those capital riots, I feel like on some level there's more camaraderie than there was before because there's an understanding we can never again allow these people to have control of the country. These people are absolutely crazy and not just in a crazy type of way where just black people are going to be affected. They're crazy in the type of way that everybody's going to be affected. And at the end of the day, I feel like that's good for the country because it is also forcing the Democratic party to say, "Okay, we have to actually really work for the people because it's clear there's millions of MAGA folks who four years from now, they ain't going to be changed. They're going to still want that same type of person and they're going to vote for whoever Trump knights as his next king, uh, as the, the the herald to his legacy. All right. So they're going to be ready to go right back to the way things were. So the Democrats have to spend the next four years convincing people that we should be in power because we are actually going to work for the betterment of your life. That is a good thing at the end of the day. And I feel like we've learned that because things were so jacked up for four years. And so my, my 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 hope is that we're coming kind of into a new era where we're all going to work together and decide there's a certain type of country we want to live in, and these past four years don't represent it. We'll see. We'll see. So one last question. Uh, Trump is hemorrhaging businesses. He's lost the election. He's lost a lot of supporters, both because he lost and because of how he handled The capital rights. Is this really the end of Trump or is he going to be right back on top somehow, some way, you know, probably before it's time for the next election?
2: Jason, your thoughts? I think he's going to be leading his pack. Uh, he's got a lot of folks right now, especially after these damn pardons and everything else. He he didn't let the worst of the worst out. Like, the, the, I think back when he talked about draining the swamp, I think he meant draining the prison system of the swamp and getting the swampettes on out so he can... Because <laughs> everybody he pardoned was a fucking criminal. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah, really. So, like, I, honestly, I think like either with the pardons,
1: he really reinforced. J- Jason, are you saying the prisons are much better now?
2: That's not a,
1: not a <laughs> what
2: I say. <laughs> some, some of these folks, like integrate, like from what just looking at the list and looking at all these folks that's actually been in there for a certain amount of time. Now, this dude is going to have four years to basically gather his pack to get his to get his house in order, as it were, and to choose whoever the second coming is, and whoever the second coming is, I can only imagine. What's going to come out of this dude's mouth? I mean, I just, it, it's, I think it's weird, but it sucks. But he's, he's going to be around. Like, maybe, maybe not as prevalent. We ain't got to sit here and listen to his speeches no more. We ain't got to get up and listen to his ass talk in front of one of the fucking presidential podiums no more. Thank God. Because I can't I, I can't sit for none of that shit no more. But there, there are a lot of people out here right now who are very visible who want to hear him speak. And you know this dude is a fucking he's a sociopath. And shit at the end of the day, he he can't live without that. So there's no ways going away.
1: The unfortunate part is is um this country, I can best describe this country as as um, let's say it's like 10 of us, and and we jump into somebody's yard and they got a bit rabbit dog that's ready to come and take a bite out of our asses, right? And what this country's full of is a bunch of people who who are just trying to run faster than you so that the dog can get you. That, that's what this country is. And, and there's no thought to the fact that if all 10 of us got together, we could beat the holy shit out of that dog and that dog wouldn't be able to do a thing right there's no thought of it right and we we allow these corporations we allow the governments or or at least definitely certain government officials we 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 allow the media right we allow them to all be this dog that comes and, and tries to take a bite out of us, out of us and trump is a part of that system you know um he's news today well, let me say he really wasn't news today. You know how how quickly he's not news. You know I, I I can't besides us I can't think of too many instances where I've seen his name. It is so quickly shifted to what Biden's going to do that it's almost maddening. Mm-hmm. It's almost crazy. You know, almost as fast as the shift of of us starting to let go of that Capitol riots. You know, there was not even any really outrage by by a, by a ton of people about it because we all just, I guess we were in awe for a second. We were like, look at those crazy, crazy folk over there. You know, and that was about it. Right. <laughs> those, those crazy right. folks almost really cost a, a huge, <laughs> I mean, they almost stumbled mm-hmm. upon it because none of them were smart, but they did almost stumble upon so and what would have been a really big catastrophe, right? So so if you ask me, is this the last of Trump really? Not at all. Um I'm with you know, i with Jason on it. it's it's gonna be somebody that he he kind of helps to hand pick, gonna try to shore up his base. He didn't let out those people for nothing, whether whether they gave him money for it or whether they gave him loyalty for it. So Actually, I feel differently uh, from you two. I think Trump is
0: toast. I think this is it. Um, Because across the spectrum, there's a general perspective that the emperor has no clothes. At, at, At the end of the day, to me, the reason why Trump was able to become president is because of his populist stance. He made that stance of, hey, I'm a man of the people. And I'm going to stand there and be with you and I'm going to support you in a way that none of these other guys will, both on the Republican side and the Democrat side. And I feel like the Capitol riots really shattered that. And I don't see how we could recover from that. One, those people felt like he was uh, telling them to do this and that he led them into this trap, which is true. Um. Two, he came out publicly, uh, called for uh, no violence, and basically said these people were wrong, which again, these folks are like, if you asked us to do this, you know, how can you then come out publicly and try to make it seem like we're doing something wrong? Then he essentially conceded the election, which also infuriated his base because they're like, you've been telling us for weeks that this election was stolen. You've been telling us for weeks that we need to fight on your behalf because they're trying to screw you over. We take up arms, come to the Capitol and stand up for you and basically let these people know we're not going to let you steal this from Trump. And you essentially fold. And I feel like the final knife in the back is that you have the ability to pardon. You pardon a bunch of your felonious cronies. You don't pardon a single person who came to the Capitol. Dozens of people who came to the Capitol are sitting in jail right now. Trump could have pardoned them. Trump could have said, I understand that on some level what these people did was wrong, but they did it for me. These are my people. I'm going to pardon them. (laughs) He's done it for all the rest of his crazy felonious uh, cronies. He could have done it for them. He chose not to. He basically chose to only pardon the rich and affluent. And so I feel like, you know, it's not even feel like it's clear. There are major cracks now in a base that used to be wholly united. Like leadership in the Proud Boys has come out publicly and said they're done with Trump. That he's basically proven himself to be a loser and somebody who who, who couldn't really stand up to the pressure. Everything that has happened over the past couple of weeks is contrary to the image that Donald Trump has cultivated. This is on top of his reputation has now been shattered with the elite. None of the elite want to see a, a powerful Trump again. It's okay to call Mexicans rapists. It's okay to call black people sons of bitches. It's okay to be grabbing women all types of ways, things of that nature. You cannot, no matter who you are in America, incite a violent riot against rich white people. It just don't work. It just, that, that, that is not allowed, whoever you are. And so now there's a whole elite rich class who feels like Donald Trump being in power might make them vulnerable might literally put their lives at stake. Well, They're not with him. He's hemorrhaging money. And and then, and I feel like this is also extremely telling, all the Republican people in power in Congress and the senators, they are all receiving massive backlash, ethics complaints against Cruz and Hawley. Like this could this shit could literally end their careers. So where's the base? Where's the money going to come from? Where's the people going to come from? How do you get back on top? You two just mentioned TV doesn't even bother covering him. They don't even care
1: about what he's doing right now. And I don't think they're ever going to allow themselves to care again. Uh, well, TV not covering him is the best scenario for him right now. And, and what you, we're talking about a guy who got on, on, on TV and said years ago, that if I was ever to run for president, it'd be the Republican Party because they're the dumbest some bitches and will will believe anything you tell, right? And and we and we spent five years, we spent or maybe six, whenever he started officially campaigning, we spent that time up until now of how much have have these guys rationalized the madness that he's done. And even after Trump got on there and and said, hey, I don't condone this violence, this, that, or the other, those those conservative chat lines were going crazy. And what they were spinning the narrative on was Trump has to say those things or else he'll be in trouble. Okay, they're telling they're telling these supporters, be smart. Okay, he can't just come out and say he was trying to incite a riot. I mean, they're going to, and, and given time, time is like an ultimate equalizer. Time is more powerful than anything. And you give it enough time, these same dumbasses who voted for him and continue to support him, are going to be these same dumbasses that will do it again. Okay. And, but this time it won't be Trump himself, of course, Like like Jason said, and, and I agree. It's gonna be Trump's just gonna to be too old by that point, but once Trump can get back on a Twitter or or whatever the new thing that's gonna be that he gets back on, <laughs> because it'll happen eventually. He's that's when he's gonna start and he's gonna pass that baton to somebody. Heck, it could be one of his sons. Who knows? But but it, it goes back to the people. Now I hope the people are gonna do what you said and and they're gonna say no more Trump. But the unfortunate part is even if they say no more Trump, this doesn't mean that they won't say no more to the next guy like him. You know, they'll, they'll think somehow the next guy like him won't take it that far. But that next guy is going to take it farther than Trump. That's the scary part.
2: I know that you're saying that he doesn't have like the TV presence and stuff like that, but I don't feel like that's where most of his followers really flock to him at. It's, it's been all this, it's been all this rhetoric and all these lies and bullshit that's been this QAnon shit and all this other crap and Fox News because you know Fox News ain't gonna stop talking about him, you know what I right. mean? So I, it's, I feel like it, it's more detrimental for for nobody actually be watching what he does during this time and just allowing him to continue to spread lies and do the things that he had been doing across these platforms other than Twitter, obviously. But I, I feel like he still he still has he still has a stance. He still has a podium. He can still be heard. And then you're talking about like the richer white people. I always felt like he was the one who basically was putting all these white folks in their place. These richer ones that are uh, that they feel like they're they're exposed now. They had the opportunity to quell the shit, but they let it ride. So they really don't have a say. So in what he's going to be doing anyway, if anything, they lost the people that were supporting them and took him on. So I be- I feel like he still has the support. And when it comes to money, I don't really think there'll be an issue. This is the same dude that fucked around and was putting out fundraisers to fund his lawsuits that he was losing to his base around uh, in the fucking country. They were paying for lawsuits they weren't fucking doing
0: anything. Everything that you're talking about fit into the reputation that he already had. Like it fit into that reputation of Trump loses, and he figures out how to uh, come back out of it. This is totally different. This is totally different. He's literally being branded as a traitor to the company, to the to the country. Mm-hmm. That's not the same as, well, I made a bad business move, and I've lost a bunch of money, and now I have to figure out how to get that money back. That's business. Plenty of business people go through something like that. That This, this is totally different. And as far as how he gets his messages out to the people... He needs the media. The media is what he uses. If you, if the media won't cover you, you're dead in the water. This is the same thing that happened to um, Bernie Sanders back when he ran in, and what was it? Um, was it 2008? When, whenever, or, or I guess it would have been in 2016. 2016, yeah. He would come out and he'd have, you know, a hundred thousand people in a crowd. The media wouldn't cover it. They wouldn't talk about it at all. They never treated him as a serious candidate. Therefore, it didn't matter how popular he was with young people or how great his ideas were or were not. If the media won't cover you, you don't get that wide exposure that you need. Trump for years got free media coverage because he understood what the TV needed and he understood how to make himself entertaining on TV. So the media will cover him nonstop, essentially for free. He needs that. He's always been that guy who figured out how to get the camera on him because he needs the camera in order to get his message out. If the media won't cover him, he's dead. And I don't see any reason for the media to cover him. Like, even if he does regain some money and get his business back, that's not going to make NBC, CNN and all these other people say, oh, we got to start talking about him now. Like, it's not going to work like that. He's got to prove that he's really got the power back. And I personally don't see
2: how he gets that power back. You might do another reality show keeping up with the Trumps. I was about to say, all them folks that, out that donated money to his lawsuits and stuff, he kept that money, too. Like, we'll see.
0: All we can do is watch over the next few years. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be interesting to watch. But at the end of the day, that's part of the past Adios. for this country. Exactly. <laughs> you know, let's not make it seem like Trump just walked out on his own or lost on his own. There's some people who stepped up and beat him, and those people are our president, Joe Biden, and our vice president, Kamala Harris. And I am. A, So thankful, first and foremost, that the inauguration went smoothly. No violence, no real issues. From what I heard, the speeches were cool. I didn't bother watching it. As far as I was concerned, once the Capitol riots happened, the nightmare was over. This dude was getting out of office. So I didn't need to see the inauguration to feel like we were in this new era. I was already there. One of the things that I'm happy about is that Joe Biden just got into office and he's already firing Trump appointees. And I understand that there's supposed to be some continuity between administrations. And just because you don't agree with what the last administration did doesn't mean you go firing a bunch of folk who have gotten into office, all right? And we've kind of held up that tradition for several years. But this is a special case, and I'm glad that Democrats are looking at it as a special case. Some of these Trump folks have got to go. They've just got to go. And I'm glad to see that Joe Biden is not going to be squeamish about pulling the trigger and making some things happen that haven't happened before. So he forced out two people that Trump appointed on the National Labor Relations Board, and no president has fired somebody from that board in 70 years. And Politico and some other publications was trying to make this like a big deal. And, oh, he's he's outside of the norm. He set a new standard. Republicans might take advantage of this the next time they're in office. I don't give a fuck about all that. <laughs> Get them Trump people out of there ASAP. All right, that, that's the way I feel about it. So these people were known for being especially, you know, pro-corporation. They worked out real sweetheart deals from um some of the businesses that were trying to stop people from unionizing and working against labor. So naturally, with Democrats in control, there were major labor uh unions who said, We want these people gone, they're a serious problem. And Joe Biden was happy to acquiesce. That's cool. I just hope they do they do a clean sweep. I'm not saying that everybody Trump brought in is fraudulent and needs to go, but I'm just saying take a hard look at these folks. Take a hard look at these folks and don't be afraid. <laughs> I'm not taking a chance. <laughs> take a hard look at every single one and don't be afraid to, to pull that trigger, all right? I believe in people being employed. I, I, I usually don't advocate folks being being fired. But uh, I absolutely believe they all need close scrutiny, all right? He hired them for a reason. Remember that. He hired these folks for a reason, and it's probably one we don't like, all
2: right? So no look necessary. <laughs> Go ahead and just get rid of them motherfuckers. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even understand the reason why you would want to keep one. I mean, quite honestly, shit, it's your, it's your shit now. Put somebody in the spot. Because, because these are supposed to be
0: four-year positions, right? So if you're if the president hires one in his last year, they're supposed to still be able to serve out their remaining 3 years. It's not supposed to be oh there's a new president in so he just fires everybody that had anything to do with the last president. That is not the way our country is supposed to work. However, again, I agree this is a special case. Then Trump
2: appointees they they suspect Look, They're very, very suspect. Trump didn't even keep the motherfuckers that he hired for four years. He fired everybody he had. So why has Joe Biden had to live by what the fuck he been doing? This nigga hired different people for every position every year he was in office. That's how many fast. fucking attorneys, we, how many attorney generals do we have? I mean, come on, man. Hell no, you don't get to stay here for four years. You just as lack, you lacking just like he was. That's why he hired you. You got to fucking go.
1: Yo, the person who scrubbed the toilets got to go.
0: Fire the cook, the housekeepers, the groundkeepers, <laughs> everyone must go.
2: <laughs> that grass ain't never looked the same. How the fuck that kid, he got to go.
0: <laughs> Yo, I, I, I'm glad to see it. Um He has also already come out with a slew of executive orders. So requiring mask. masks. Um, Uh, reverses some of the horrible things Trump did regarding immigration, like the travel ban that was racist and xenophobic is all hell Uh, giving. um, I I think they're working on trying to make DACA permanent. I don't know if they've actually done that yet. I don't think they have, but he's definitely put in some more protections for it. Mm -hmm. Trying to make sure that uh, dreamers know that they're going to be taken care of and that they're appreciated and just in general, pulling out the weeds and the roots of all the horrible nonsense Trump has been doing for the past four years. I I love it. I love it. Uh, Again, I'm still looking forward to when he's going to start doing stuff that's specifically for black folks who he says he understood are the reason why he's in the presidency in the first place, but I'm good with a lot of what's happening right now. So I, I can't really complain. Did you all see the executive orders he came out with?
1: Uh, I skimmed a, a few, few up of them. so far. I mean, the most one I'm concerned with right now, and and which I'm happy for, is getting us back uh, with the World Health Organization, and and let's get a and let's get a handle on this coronavirus. I mean that that's the one right now that was most urgent for me. So I was glad to see that. Happen. Yeah, it'd be nice to go outside.
2: Be real nice. (laughs) Be real, real nice. I agree. I just want to take a trip next time I actually have a vacation. I would like to go somewhere. It'd be real nice. But uh, yeah, like it seems like uh, the majority of the stuff, I mean, obviously when every president came in, it's about reversing what the last asshole did. And in the grand scheme, you you pretty much got to start from scratch. I really wish he would have started with the whole mental health situation. I wish he would have threw that in there somewhere, but we don't know what day two will hold, right? But uh, hey. I mean, shit, like he had—he got so much shit he got to do. You know what I mean? This, these won't be the last. It, it was a slew of exec, executive orders. I'm pretty much in shit. He gonna probably be—he he gonna need a new wrist and shit by the time he get done signing some of the shit he got to sign. Hey, if it's hey. fucking around and changing up the bullshit that this man did, that just basically fucked so many people over. Right mm-hmm. now, it's almost like with the with the majority of what he's done it seems like a lot has gone into kind of establishing us more along back. Look, we, we America, but we part of the fucking world. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean? A lot of that seems like, hey, we we trying to invite the people back in. Yeah, it's America first, but it, it, America can't do it by its fucking self, obviously. Right. <laughs> so, we kind of need our friends. We kind of need these people across the ocean and whatnot to have some kind of respect for us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like getting, into, getting back into the parents' accords and you know what I'm saying? Get rid of these stupid ass travel bans and shit. I mean, I I like that fact. I like that you're trying to establish that we're a country that's still open and we're not full of a bunch of assholes that want everybody else to die. And, we, and it's just going to be us left over. We it's, it's, it's creating the understanding that we all got to do it together. My last question for this topic then is
0: what would you like to see this administration do next? And I mean that both for Joe Biden and for Kamala Harris, because I feel like each vice president kind of picks their own pet project or what's really important to them. So for both of these people that are coming in now, is there anything in particular that you like them to really focus on? And Hudson, I'll start with you.
1: Uh, you know,
0: and, and actually, let me say, besides covid. Covid is clearly the number one thing; absolutely <laughs> needs to be taken care of. Blah blah blah. But you know, beyond Covid, what would you like to see them do? Sorry, go ahead, Hudson.
1: So uh, you know, I'm an education guy, but the uh, the aspect of education that that I want hit is 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 having <laughs> to deal with equality, having to deal with the accuracy of the information that's presented in school. As well as the types of information we present in school, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, so many, so many of uh, uh, white people I've learned about in history class, when so many black people, so many Mexican people, so many other different people from around the world have have made great advances, why can't we learn about that? You know, mm-hmm. why, why, can't, why can't we open our minds a little bit and, and make the world, uh, Jason said it's a big world, why can't we make the world smaller, right? Why can't we continue to try to go on that path? And, and you know, it, it, if we can start early and getting some of these folks and preventing them from being MAGA people you know, may, maybe then we can start really moving in a, in a better direction. So I, I really want to see equality in education and start there. And I think the rest of it starts to begin to take care of itself. Equality, whether it's equality in the workplace, equality in, in um, with, with the way the police handle situations, as equality across the board. If we can start there and get that right, then, may then everything else will start to fall in place. So, I'd really like to see somebody actually do something about the education system in this country. Um, it's a shambles. Heck, we're having all these problems now with going back and forth whether the teachers are going about to go on strike here or or whether they're not, <laughs> you know. And, and to me, it all goes back to a certain education level. Clearly, we're in a pandemic. Clearly, it's not being handled correctly. Why are you insisting on opening these schools? You know, so you know. Hey, I so that that's where I'd like to see Biden in this administration hit. I for the last, well, since
2: this whole election thing came down, and like we've seen, (coughs) we've seen the worst to the worst of what this country has to offer, and what some of his people are. I I support. I support talking when he talks about reuniting and healing, because some of the, as much as even if, if I made the point that some of these folks have made the decision to just be these hateful, hate filled, fucking suspicious ass people. I believe that it's we all got to we at some point in time we all got to come together. Whatever your beliefs are, whatever your background is. It's some stuff you you just you just gonna have you gonna have to learn better, and you just can't you can't stick to what it is that you you you've learned over the years. Like it's just it's some stuff that you're gonna have to let go. So I feel like trying to find a way to reach some of these MAGA people, some of these QAnon folks. I I'm hoping that within his presidency and when he begins, I hope it's about proving not necessarily proving that he's not because you've seen all these damn videos of these white people crying on camera oh we're gonna he's gonna destroy the country you know that's all you heard we heard that same shit when trump went it all he's gonna destroy the fucking country every time a president from somebody who ain't republican or who's a democrat they all will come in they're gonna destroy the fucking country the place is gonna be on fire well guess what the last four years the country's been on fucking fire literally and fucking emotionally so if we're going to fuck around and we're going to make the choice and we're going to make these decisions that, you know, whoever's in this office is going to make or break us. I'd like to see him just make a point of trying to reach out and just, I don't know, just not only not only is he just looking for just liberal ideas, but we got to figure out how we all got to come together. Somehow we got to come down the middle of the aisle. I like the fact that he has a connection with both sides of the Senate and in the House when it comes to Republican and Democrat. And that he spent the last few years making a lot of different connections and having these work relationships and just playing old relationships with these people and understanding that these people's constituents and, and the people that they represent, they have to be the ones who have to be considered. Because the majority of these people who are out here so angry right now and who did all this capital riot and are angry because they feel like they're marginalized in some way or they feel like they're being totally ignored or they feel like they're being you know, treated like most other people feel like they've been treated. And I know we laugh and we always got these memes on the Internet. We joke and we talk about, oh, y'all don't know what it is about being oppressed and all this other stuff. But oppression to one other person and oppression to another person is always a different definition. And there's there's always more to it. But if we're if everybody on one side is saying one thing and not listening and everybody on the other side is saying one thing and not listening and we're not getting it. So if he's able to somehow bring a voice from both sides where we can all sit down and have a conversation to actually try and understand where each one of us is coming from, I would appreciate that more out of his administration and out of his term than anything else. Um, For me, one of the most
0: irritating things about the past four years is the way Trump repeatedly got on stage and talked about his record on criminal justice. And said, my record is so fantastic, I don't understand why more black people don't support me. Nobody has, no other president has done what I've done regarding releasing people from the criminal justice system. And I find that incredibly infuriating because it's true. Even though what he has done previously is absolutely minuscule and barely scratches the surface of what we're dealing with, it is still more than Obama ever did. And it's absolutely more than Bill Clinton ever did. And we won't even bring up Republican presidents um, that have come around recently. I really, really would love to see Democrats actually tackle criminal justice this 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 go around and not just use it as another way to fundraise and get voters at, for another four years. Like, I need to see real changes, especially considering Joe Biden is on record that he believes the crime bill was a mistake, but he is against legalizing marijuana. So then what's going to happen? Are are these brothers and sisters still just gonna sit in jail for things that white people across the country are now making money hand over fist for? We got these dispensaries popping up, Illinois is setting records, setting records with, their, with, with the revenue that has been generated from these weed dispensaries. The vast majority of that money is not going to the black community. A very, very small amount of those dispensary owners are black. And yet the prison system is filled with people who sold the exact same substance. What are we going to do for them? Are you going to continue pretending that this is okay? And so for, for, for me personally, I want to see those people freed. I want to see this injustice directly addressed. And my my fear is we have two law and order people in the White House right now, and that's not going to happen. But if, if, if it did, that, that is a subject that is definitely close to my heart. So we'll see. Uh, I have really appreciated what I've, even in this first day, what I've seen for Joe Biden. It definitely shows aggressiveness. It shows someone who understands the stakes and the extreme situation that we're in. And, you know, as always, I'm hopeful for the future. I think this is going to be a very interesting four years and Biden probably won't run again. So we'll have to do this whole shindig again in another four years, to figure out who our I- who our true new 8-year president is going to be. So, it's going to be a it's going to be a very fascinating next 12 years in this country, brothers. Happy to be on this ride with you. <laughs> All right, folks. As we always do, um we end this podcast with a little bit of sports even though the Bears are not in the playoffs. They are in the news uh, just a little bit, We're looking for a new defensive coordinator supposedly. <laughs> We might get Mike Singletary. Does that excite you all? I don't know if it necessarily excites me, but at least it makes things interesting. Right. And at this point, I don't have a whole lot of faith in the Bears or their organization. So interesting is all that I really ask for. Give me the illusion that there's progress and improvement happening here. Well, I don't know. How do you feel about it, Hudson? Do you, are, are, are you hopeful for the future with a Mike Singletary hire?
1: <laughs> I, I think they need somebody that can bring a, some motivation into the building. They need somebody that can – Nagy is clearly not a person that's going to get the team hyped up. He may can motivate you to go hit, hit, a, hit a few sets on the bench press or, uh, or throw a couple passes in, in practice. But he's clearly not the guy who gets you hyped up on game day to go out there and play. And to me, uh, based on these past eight and eight seasons, there's not, too, there's not really anybody on the team who was that. Clearly, it was Vit Fangio. Clearly, it was him in 2018 who was getting that team excited to go play. Uh, The offense was probably over there like, man, look what he's doing. We got to get on it. Clearly, that's what was going on, and we have nobody. So if Singletary can just bring that to the table, (laughs) that is well worth the price of admission because I think there's still enough pieces with some that's maybe added in free agency or the draft that can still keep this defense afloat and pretty doggone good. But you know, I, I, I think the I, I think if he can't now if he can't bring that motivation then I mean that that's that's what's gonna suck. But I think he's got enough football knowledge to to you know to, to definitely keep it interesting. So yeah, I I'd be excited to see what would happen.
0: So Jason, I don't remember because Singletary was head coach of the 49ers at one point, right?
2: He was Interium head coach. Because Mike right. Nolan was fired. That was 2008. That's so,
0: do you remember their defense at all during that period? Did you feel like they had an identity?
2: San Francisco wasn't a good team then. <laughs> well, okay, let me say this. San Francisco, it wasn't a great team then. But when he took over as head coach, it kind of went a little bit in decline. So mm. Mike Nolan that year got fired, and then they put him in as interior because he was a he was the linebacker's coach at the time, which I thought that was kind of weird that he went from linebacker coach to interim head coach. Because normally you'd think that would be a defensive coordinator would fill that position, but. I don't know who else got fired that year, too. It might not have just been Mike Nolan. So I don't really remember. I just remember he got into it with, uh, what was that tight end? Uh, Davis. Vernon Davis. He <laughs> got into it with Vernon Davis because uh, he did. He whiffed on some kind of pass or something like that, and he messed around and he kicked him off the field, told him going back to the locker room, I, I can't win with him. You remember, y'all don't remember that interview? I can't win with him, can't play with him, can't do nothing with him. When I, he basically threw my man up under the bus, and you you, you can't do that as a head coach. You can't point out a dude in particular and just go off on him on the interview after a game. So,
0: I remember him taking off his pants in the middle of a huddle. That's what I remember the most. It, it wasn't a huddle. It was like a when they w- like halftime, I guess, and they were in the coaches' room, mm-hmm. and he was giving a motivational speech, and he threw down his pants in the middle of the uh, the meeting. <laughs> in the middle of all the players and that got out to the media <laughs> that's, what, that's what i remember the most and i was like what were you saying in that time frame that made that make sense where you're like i'm delivering a strong message i know what'll make this even better let me up
2: both watch. watch Watch what happened here
1: do you remember yeah. who he played for do y'all remember Mike Dicker was his coach? I don't remember Mike Dicker throwing down his pants in any meetings. <laughs> yeah, I heard Mike talk some shit, but. You remember some of the stuff? <laughs> Dicker was absolutely out of his goddamn mind. I wouldn't be surprised if Dicker was taking <laughs> lines of coke during those damn days. <laughs> especially in the later years in Dicker's coaching. Yeah, but
2: he didn't really. The
0: stuff he would do. Does it make you excited, Jason? If they if they hire Singletary, would you be like, "This is a guy who can give this defense an identity"? Because that's what you've been talking about a lot.
2: No, because I I don't Mm -hmm. think he's done anything. Hey, he hasn't. I haven't seen anything from it. I haven't seen it like Mm -hmm. for the last what do they say for the last couple of years? For the last three years, he's coached at a high school. And then he, he tried, I guess, the AAF, uh, when you know that league that folded after about four games. He was coaching them for a little while, a uh, Memphis Express, but I, I don't see any examples of anything of him being able to bring in a defense on identity. I remember his playing days. I, I know he was a great linebacker when he played, but mm-hmm. that doesn't always translate from good player to coach. You know what I mean and just because of his name don't mean that you you get a you get a defense or you get an identity i I don't know I, I i would like to think that maybe he could but i don't see i don't see i don't see a resume that says that he can I'm excited about it i mean at the end of the
0: day uh I agree with you that you don't go from linebacker coach to head coach, but I do think you go from linebacker coach to defensive coordinator. And so I think he's already done enough to prove that he should at least be given the opportunity to be a defensive coordinator because there are plenty of great defensive coordinators who are not great head coaches, right? So Mm -hmm. just because he wasn't good as a head coach doesn't mean he's not a great defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that it seems like the Bears are willing to possibly give him the opportunity because that's been a big story in the NFL as well, the lack of NFL black Head coaches, executives, things of that nature. So the fact that the Bears are like, hey, we've got some history with you. You already have some experience coaching at an NFL level, you know, and the and the Niners, they didn't fire him. He whatever was going on with Mike Nolan, the mother folk, uh, he wasn't part of that sweep. And they had enough faith in him to give him a head coaching opportunity. So it seems to me that he's proven that he deserves at least a shot. At defensive coordinator. I don't know if it's necessarily something to get excited about and believe like, all oh, this defense is going to be different. But honestly, I don't think there's anybody they can hire right now who would actually make me excited. Like, yo, this is a game changer. This guy can really put us on the map. There's nobody available who's like that. All those people got either already got jobs and their next job that they're looking for is a head coaching job. They're not trying to come to the Bears. So, Uh, I honestly think this might be the best play for them because I guarantee you there are some people who just because of the memories and the warm feelings that they have towards Singletary, they're just going to feel good about it in general and it's going to be a story. You know, it's going to generate some hype and interest.
2: Yeah, I feel bad though if he come in and screw up because they go hate his fucking guts. You know how this (laughs) city, this city don't play that shit, man. (laughs) man. Don't you come in here with your name of Mike Singletary coming here make the defense worse? Don't.
1: They want to strip that motherfucking
2: Hall of Fame jacket off his chest. Look,
1: if he going in huddles, get naked and shit. Look.
2: Yo, I made the brothers stripping for you. What else do you want? <laughs> if I'm what watching else? the Bears game and Mike secretary walk out in the middle of the field, pull his pants down. That's the damn I'm <laughs> not a Bears fan no more. I'm done. Yeah. Like, y'all ain't know about this, y'all, yeah. no, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do it,
0: <laughs>
2: yo? <laughs> Can you do it,
0: yo? Well, we'll see. I actually hope they do hire him. You know, I don't see, I don't see any move they have available that would make me feel better about defensive coordinator. So, I don't necessarily believe he's gonna make the defense better, but it's interesting. At least be interesting. If you're going to suck, at least be interesting where I'm engaged with what's going on on the screen. That's, that's all I ask. That's all I ask. And I wanna thank all of you for joining us here at SJH Man Cave. We appreciate you spending time with us today. Remember that you can hear this and other episodes on all your major podcast platforms. We are on YouTube at SJH Man Cave. Once you're there, please hit that subscribe button, like, and leave a comment. You can also like, share, and follow us on Facebook at SJH Podcast Family and at SJH Man Cave. I would like to thank my two fellow podcasters, Jason and Hudson, for keeping it real. Until next time, this is your host, Samori, signing off.